Welcome to another episode of the brand called You. We have been in conversation with Surgeon Captain Dr. Asif Iqbal Ahmed on psychiatry, mental illness, and all the challenges that are being faced in our country. Asif, tell me a little bit about first, what are the challenges being faced by millennials? You know, young group of people and lot of stresses. Yes. I think uh, this is a very significant proportion of our population. And as we all know, they are the future of the world. And hence, I think it is important for us to address their specific challenges. As you know, millennials are people who have been said to have been born after the 90s, 95. And this is the time that technology also made very rapid advances and permeated every part of our life. And today it is practically impossible to imagine life without technology. So like every other thing in life, there is a flip side to the coin. Mm. It has provided us with a lot of benefits, but it has come with its own challenges. And millennials are the ones who are grappling with it the most because it has got incorporated at a very early stage in their lives. And specifically, social media. Now, though we call it social media, I think it is the most unsocial means of communication, actually. Yes. You know, you see any millennial, he may have 5,000 friends on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. However, in his immediate vicinity, in the surroundings, he won't even have four friends. Correct. So actually, he's isolated from the friends around him. And man being a social animal, that human interaction is essential and it is very protective to our mental health. In fact, so much so that it was found that people who survived the Gestapo concentration camps, they survived because they were in touch with other people with whom they could share their uh, face to face, they could share their troubles. Now, millennials have started living based on the validation that they receive on the number of likes, on the number of friends that they have. And it has brought in a tendency to compare themselves with others. We all need some sort of a feedback, a positive feedback to know that we are doing well. It is self-validation. But... Over millions of years, human mind is only geared up to deal with a handful of feedback which which you get. Correct. Are the millennials geared up to deal with the feedback of thousands of people? Mm. The thousands of likes that they aspire for? That's one challenge. Second big challenge is extracting attention. Mm. Now, this is a phrase which I am using which I don't know, it's not in common terminology, extracting extracting attention. You know, you attend to your surroundings, what you have to concentrate on, what do you have to focus on. But this social media, especially the device, handheld device, extracts your attention from your immediate surroundings. So you may be in conversation, suddenly there is a pop-up and your attention gets distracted. And now you're looking at that. So it becomes very difficult to remain in focus at the task at hand. Mm. 
and even in a social interaction that eye to eye contact is very very important there has been an incident where a lady doctor was actually beaten up in an icu by the family members because while she was telling them about the condition serious condition of the patient she was looking at her mobile phone and they felt that she is not paying heed to them they have too many uh, opportunities too many things to distract them so this extraction of attention is actually making them lose focus on the real tasks at hand and this human contact is actually becoming less and less the physical activity physical exercise releases certain endogenous opioids which are actually good for our mental and physical well being now when you stop these physical activities and play video games and things like that you become a couch potato and that has its very negative and deleterious effects on your health limiting screen time is a major major issue for them i had a child 14 years old who had to be brought forcibly by the parents to psych care because he was spending about 18 hours out of 24 on the net he had stopped going to school he had stopped eating he had stopped sleeping and we knew that this was a problem the parents kept trying everything however when he assaulted his mother when she switched off the router that's the time that they brought him to us so there are many such children and it is a challenge for the parents the baby boomers who are called the boomers you know the previous generation yeah for them it is a challenge how to limit screen time so these are the challenges with millennials tell me one other thing i mean you know uh, like you were talking in our earlier uh, episode on uh, the challenges a lot of the soldiers face because of instant communication when i talk to a lot of millennials i find ambition levels have completely gone through the roof i mean everyone who wants to do a startup wants to become a billion dollars worth someone everyone who wants to do anything wants success tomorrow morning and i sometimes tell i said we've all worked hard and success only comes through hard work not through anything else what is that also in india you know some kind of an impact on mental yes. yes most certainly uh, ashutosh because there there are very two important concepts that you have introduced here in this question mm. one is about success and second is about ambition correct now these are very abstract qualities and abstract entities so what does one define success is a question which has to be put to the millennials correct for them is success has become getting 10000 likes or has, has it become having a fancy gadget at his hand and a fancy car to drive is that what is meant by success and what is ambition is the ambition to do good is there ambition to communicate uh, to contribute to the community now these are things which give you these are also your earnings you know but unfortunately the millennials have lost sight of these earnings and these blessings correct and hence in their race to just acquire material objects and race after material pursuits mm. they are losing sight of basic human requirement of social connectedness yeah. of gratitude and that is causing immense problem in their relationships and their mental health correct in fact you are so right i mean i was telling a lot of millennials uh, 
in my own family and a lot of friends uh, children i said you know when we were growing up we used to take photographs of one another of family and we used to keep that in that in albums i said all of you only take photographs of food so when you reach my age and you look at your album all that you'll see is photographs of food yeah where is yeah. where are social uh, relationships everything seems to be disappearing yes you know i would strongly recommend you to read up a bit of work by a entity called center for humane technology okay i'm not saying that technology is all bad mm-hmm. i mean if we didn't have technology i wouldn't be here uh, no, talking to you Absolutely. and i wouldn't have had the reach that i'm going to have through your platform so we we need to learn the smart use of technology now unfortunate part is that this technology has started even dictating our lifestyles mm-hmm. talking about a childhood when you talk about birthday parties you you felt who were the friends who used to sit next to you who's a dear friend to you you would call him and that's what it was dictated by right. now it is dictated by how is the cake going to look who are the friends who should be in the same frame as me who should be out hmm. so technology instead of serving our ends has has become an end by itself i agree i agree so you know uh, asif let's move to you know psycare we were talking about psycare in our first episode also you set up and you had a lot of challenges getting your approvals etc going forward now that you are a a legitimate license licensed psychiatric hospital what are some of your challenges yeah the biggest challenge remains which was there when i took up psychiatry also is dispelling the stigma surrounding mental health mm. so earlier facilities were not available now facilities are may be available however there is a acute shortage of mental health professionals whoever are there also because of the stigma again they do not get the help that they deserve and this stigma acts as a barrier to accessing available resources so the biggest challenge is to dispel this stigma and make people accept it as a part of legitimate help seeking second st- challenge of course which all of us are facing is due to this covid covid has become balancing act between lives and livelihoods you have to step out for your livelihood and you have to stay home for to save your lives correct so where does this balance come mm-hmm. and we faced this at psycare also there was a time from 700 opd we dropped down to 20 to wow. 30 that's it because people wouldn't be able to come if again technology smart use of technology mm-hmm. has come to our aid i launched a app which had been in designing process for the last 2 years now it came in handy so some of our outpatients have shifted to uh, to this app platform correct where they are able to consult us and the government has also helped us by giving guidelines for tele psychiatry mm. otherwise doctors who have consulted on phone mm. have been severely reprimanded and have been penalized with jail and you know what not for giving a telephonic consultation i mean it was a very retrograde step government used to do they weren't moving in times with the technological advances so inpatient care has suffered because now patients are worried we've had covid positive patients who suffer from mental illness 
So we don't know where will they go. The COVID hospitals are not in a position to take care of their mental health condition. So this is a challenge. And the other challenge is, of course, to spread. I have now a uh, replicable working, should I call it a business, business model, which would help cities, people across the country and even globally. The, The proof of concept is there. I have so many people, patients, families who've recovered. They may, and you know, another unfortunate part is most of most of your expenses are out of pocket for mental health. Correct. Insurance companies still recently would not cover mental health mm. under this. So people have paid out of pocket, mm. yet they are happy that their lives are back. Wonderful. So this is the challenge. Very good. And one other question is that given all the development that's taking place in the world, in the world of mental health, and given the fact that, you know, the COVID pandemic is not going away, which is obviously having a big impact on each one of us, what are the challenges for mankind? Yes, I think it has actually been a blessing in disguise also, in a way. Mm. Look at the silver lining to the cloud. Mm. We have been forced to sit at home and rethink our focus. Mm. We have been given a break from our hustle and bustle of life where we were running to stay in the same place. Mm. It has made us introspect. It has given us time to spend with our family members and be more social and sociable. Mm. The challenge remains for businesses and for livelihoods and as we all know science tells us psychiatry tells us that there are social and economic determinants of mental health after all if you're unemployed if you don't have a source of livelihood or if your social relations are not not up to the mark that's going to have impact on your mental health so the challenge is going to be how to find the right balance I think that innovation, collaboration, ways of rethinking about the way businesses need to to be run, this is the way forwards. And people will have to be very flexible and rethink the traditional methods of business. Okay. Well said. Well said. So I now have time for a few questions for you personally, which I wasn't able to ask you. But before I go, I want to come back to the role of parents and children. What kind of changes should a parent be looking for in their children before they realize that they need to come and talk to you at SciCare? Yes, uh, there are certain, uh, should I call them red flags, warning signs that, you know, there are some impending problems. First is that recent change in their behavior. A child who was generally cheerful has become withdrawn. One who used to like to go to school has stopped wanting to go to school and uh, is becoming truant, is not going to school, going elsewhere, has become very irritable. Mm. There is a change in their biological patterns like sleep and appetite are disturbed. By disturbed, I do not mean that they aren't eating. Mm. Many parents just come with this concern, Mera bacha enough nahi khara. But disturbed would, could mean binge eating also. Mm. Crying without reason, mm. 
withdrawing into themselves stopping to meet friends talking about ending their lives now this is a very very strong signal that there is something wrong and unfortunately there is a myth people feel that anybody who wants to end their lives by suicide will not talk about it mm-hmm. and what scientific literature shows is that nearly 66% of people who have died by suicide have actually spoken about it to somebody else which was not paid heed to mm. and trying to actually um, patronize or you know tell them in a authoritative fashion what to do and say oh you have no trouble mm. you have such a good house you have a mobile phone you have everything why are you like this correct no we need to learn to listen we should try to parents should understand that children may not listen to you but they see you amazing yeah so don't keep talking to them telling them what to do mm-hmm. see what you are doing you may be telling them to limit the screen time but you are using the phone all the time mm-hmm. so parents have to bring about a change in their own lifestyles and their own behaviors and it is said that in many of the children who have psychopathology there is psychopathology in the family also so we need to introspect as to as parents what kind of example are we setting for our children and keep an eye open for these behavioral changes that i spoke about and if you find that a child is talking about suicide or it has started affecting his studies that's a time that have no shame there is no shame in seeking help there is shame in stigma amazing So now time for a few questions for you personally. My first question is that if you were a role model to millions of children who closely followed you and your life choices what is the one thing you would change in yourself? Yeah, I would become more aware of my responsibility actually. I think as a role model we need to remember that many of the things that we do is going to impact your followers mm. and hence i think we need to become more aware of our vicarious responsibility mm. and second thing i would learn and i would i would love to inculcate is patience as you said a while back mm. that there is no substitute to hard work correct but then the hard work also takes time to show its result you want a fruit you have to put the seed in you have to toil you have to water the plant you have to wait for it to grow up and then enjoy the fruits of your labor amazing well said. unfortunately now with everything on tap and on demand mm-hmm. that that ability to delay our gratification or the ability to wait for the results to show up mm-hmm. has been lost and i think i would i would love it for people to see the benefits of patience mm. and understand the significance of developing this quality mm. wonderful and my last question to you yeah what does success mean to you yeah <laughs> yes success i would speak in professional terms and on personal terms on professional terms i would say that if mental health services could reach to 80% of the people 
at least 80% of the people mm. who need such help mm. i would consider it a professional success and the figures are very alarming here it is it is estimated that today only 5 to 10% of people who are in dire need of mental health they get it so on a professional front it would be that majority 80% of patients who suffer from psychiatric illnesses get professional help on a personal level which is again you know dovetailed with with a uh, with this professional goal is to set up a psychiatry in usa okay because unfortunately all my peers all my friends from afmc quite a few of them i would say nearly 30% of them have been affected by brain drain and have migrated to us and they're contributing hugely okay. to their economy and to their well being and uh, americans uh, they are getting the best talent and providing them the best resources there so what resources we have developed here i would like to set up there and say ke see this is what india is doing amazing amazing Dr. Ahmed, thank you so much. It's been such a privilege talking to you. I wish you lots of success. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Video Cast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.